And all the children may go to Children's Church. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have not seen uh, any of the changes downstairs, hold on to your hat. Because after, after next week, after next week, it's going to look totally different. And it looks totally different down there right now. And that's just because a wall is gone. But you just wait. Um, there are some uh, neat things coming for mission kids. For mission kids. So um, anyway, so turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 2. Let me, um, let me give you an update on, on, where, on where I find myself. Um, so this has been an absolutely crazy week, okay, and it... I have a lot of crazy weeks, okay? I'm used to crazy weeks. I'm used to crazy days and things of that nature. But um, you notice, if you, if you notice, you may think they're downstairs, but you notice our mothers aren't here today. Our mothers, my mother and Becky's mother's not here today. Well, on Thursday, my mother was, uh, we had gotten home, and my mother went up her steps, missed her last step. She has brick steps, cement slab. Um, missed that last step, went down on her right knee, right elbow, and scratched her glasses. And um, we didn't know about it for about 15 hours, but anyhow. And uh, then, um, after we did find out about it, my sister and I um, went with her to the doctor on Friday. And she has a common unit fracture of her kneecap, and which means a jagged fracture of her kneecap. And um, so she is now... Um, immobilized in that leg. That leg can't move for 10 days, and um, they'll decide in, they, they'll probably decide tomorrow, but they see her again in 10 days. And um, so she's, she's at home with a leg straight out, and, um, and she'll probably be here for a few weeks with a leg straight out, but that's okay. Um, I, I just praise the Lord that she did not have to have surgery right then and so on. So then, this morning, the phone rings, and I tell you always, be ready for the phone to ring. And uh, this morning, the phone rings, and it's Becky's mom, and um, she says, I'm not going to be able to be there this morning. I said, okay, and, and then she tells me why. She says, I've been dizzy all night. I've been, um, the room has been spinning all night. Um, I don't know what's going on, um, and she said, I can't even walk. I can't even get up and walk, and so anyway, of course, that, um, I said, Mabel, you're probably going to need to go to the hospital and see what's happening with that. And anyhow, so um, that's where she's at right this moment. She's at Johnson Wills Hospital with her um, oldest son and oldest daughter. Um, they, they ended up coming. We were all there together, and we figured it was best for them to take her. And so they took her to Johnston Willis. And uh, so, because her blood pressure is very high, blood pressure is very high, and there are some other things. So needless to say, um, that's where we find our moms. Um, and so um, in the midst of all the other craziness and all the other things you some of you know that Virginia Strange is moving her room tomorrow she's moving from where she's been for a number of months now at Lucy Corps to her permanent room and they're trying to make that as smooth as they possibly can and so and you know what guess who her family is we are we're her family 
and we're going to help her make the most smooth transition into her room that we can make because they're going to move her first thing in the morning. So whatever we can get done this afternoon, we're going to get done for her. And, and so I just tell you, you know, a lot of things going on, and, and I just ask that you continue to pray and, and never let your guard down. Never let your guard down. Pray, pray, pray. And, and ask, God to, ask God to protect your leaders. Ask God to, to, watch over, to watch over each and every one of us. Because I told Scott this morning, we, we don't know what lies around that next corner. We don't know um, what that is. I just praise God he's with us every step of the way. Every step of the way. So, and, you, you know, I, I, I don't find it funny that we're here this morning. This piece of, of the um, book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, when I told you change was coming, didn't I? Didn't I tell you change was coming? And oh, by the way, and oh, by the way, it's, it's, it, it was coming then, it was coming then, and it's coming now, okay? So, so in, in a way, we can, we can almost identify. Now, I, I, would, love, I would love to see, I, I, I would love to see um, some, some of these things. <laughs> I would love to see some of these things in the life of our church, in the life of, of what's going on with us. Let's go back to Acts 1-8 before I get started into this. Acts 1-8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, think about it. We use that verse today. It's my life verse. We use that verse today. But that was for them at that moment. That was for them at that moment of what was about to happen. About, of what was about to happen. They were getting the word that, you know what? You're about to receive power. You're about to receive power in a way that you've never received it before. You're about to receive something that has never come to man as it is going to come to man in just a little bit. So let's, uh, let's read in uh, Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and set upon each of them and they were all filled with the holy spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance and there were dwelling in jerusalem jews devout men from every nation under heaven and when this sound occurred the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. May God bless the reading of his word, and I pray that the, the Lord, through the power of the Holy Spirit, illuminates this for us this morning to where we even have a better understanding of what we've probably heard of what we probably heard many times before. So let's set the context. Let's set the time, the time that this is. Pentecost means 50, by the way. In, in the Greek, Pentecost means 50. So what does that 50 mean? So 
Jesus has gone to the cross. He was buried in the tomb. Three days later, he arose. Then for 40 days, then for 40 days, he was seen by many, many different people. Okay, and, and what was he doing in those 40 days? He was speaking about the kingdom of God. He was speaking about the kingdom of God during that time. So now Jesus has ascended. And Jesus told him to go back to Jerusalem and to wait. Go back and pray. And wait for the promised one. Wait for the promised one. Okay, so the 50. So as we're working through the 50, all right, so, so we, we understand that there, around the, there at the crucifixion was the time of Passover. Okay, and then there was a feast that came, and it was called the Feast of First Fruits. It was called the Feast of First Fruits. So that feast comes, and you've got to remember now, there are these feasts, there are these festivals, there are these things that people journey from all over the known world to come to Jerusalem. Okay, that Jews, that Jews do this as part, of, as part of Jewish tradition, Jewish law, so on and so forth. They travel from all over to come for these, to come for these things. So that, that Feast of First Fruits has taken place, and now, and now here we are, here we are a full 50 days later, and Pentecost comes. Or it's, it's actually known the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest. Again, it's, it kind of revolves around, it kind of revolves around that, um, the fact of a crop. The fact of a crop. The fact of the first fruits, the first fruits of their crops. The first fruit of their animals and so, so on and so forth. God, God think it, thinks it's very important that we give the first and the best of what we have to Him. Okay, and that's a part of what this a part of what this festival and this timing is all about. So, so you know, so there's Jerusalem, there's Jerusalem where the where the disciples have told been told to go and to wait, and, and they and they're in this upper room, and what are they doing? What are they doing? They're praying. They're praying. They're in one accord. They're in one accord waiting. Now, now, folks, I want you to think about that for a moment. I want you to think about, I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about your life and the craziness of your life, and the craziness of my life, and so on and so forth. I want, you, I want you to think about that, and I want you to think about the last time, the last time that you gathered together, that you gathered together with a group of people in one accord, awaiting anything. Think about that. Think about that. Because I think it very, very significant I think it very, very significant that they obediently did exactly what Jesus told them to do. And that was to go back and to wait. To go back to Jerusalem, the place that was probably not very friendly to them right now. But go back there because that's where it's going to start. You remember, you remember Acts 1-8? Jerusalem first? Sunday school class, who did we say that the gospel was to first? To the Jew, <laughs> to the Jew. I just uh, I'll answer that one for you. But to the Jew first, and then the Gentile. Okay, and and so, and so here they are. They're all there in that same place. Now you got to understand, all the people that are there are not there for the same reason. Okay, the majority. There's a large majority of people that have come for what. They've come for Pentecost. They've come for the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of the Harvest. They've come for that, for that observance. 
but the, but the disciples, but this community of 120 or more people, they're there praying in one accord, awaiting for the promised one, and what happens? And what happens? The Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit comes in a way that the Holy Spirit, and you know, you think about, you think about that first fruit, that first fruit of what you're to offer to God. Well, look what God is offering to those believers. The first fruit, the first fruit to those believers, the first fruit to that church that's about to be birthed, birthed there in Jerusalem is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit coming upon them. And it says, and suddenly, and suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And, 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 so, and so, you know what? I think there's a lot of literary imagery being used here. Now, we're, was it one of those things? Was it, was it one of those things where if the Holy Spirit showed up right now, would, would, the, curtains, would the curtains move? Was it one of those things that your hair would be blown back? Was it one of those things? Because, see, the Holy Spirit, the, using air, using wind, using breath, all of those things are things that refer to the Holy Spirit. Are all, that's the reason, by the way, here's a, here's a word for you. The study of the Holy Spirit is known as pneumatology. It's known as pneumatology. And if you understand the prefix and the suffix, the pneuma, the pneuma, the breath, the breath, the, the air, you know, you can tie that even to your body and have a better understanding of what we're, what we're saying when we think of the Holy Spirit. But you know what? All I can tell you is something happened in that room. Something amazing happened in that room. And the sound of a rushing wind. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? In your, in, in, can, can you hear what a rushing wind sounds like? You ever heard of derecho? You ever heard a wind like that? We were playing a softball game one night. And a wind like that came, didn't it? And it went from nothing to something. I was in the Coast Guard. I was in the Coast Guard, and we went from zero wind to 40 knots in just like that. And by the way, we went and had to pull two or three people that died because of that, um, changing that quickly. But, but, but here's the thing. Can you, can you hear that? Can you, can you get a picture in your mind's eye of what it, it might have been like when the Holy Spirit showed up? When the Holy Spirit showed up in that place, and as a mighty, as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon there appeared to them as tongues of fire. See, see, whether it was actual tongues of fire or whether it was just, again, some of that literary imagery to get you to understand the picture that, you know what, something just like the dove arrested or, or, or rested on Jesus when, when he was baptized there in the Jordan. You remember? You remember when the dove who was, who was the, the, the picture of the Holy Spirit resting upon him? Well, in this case, it was these tongues of fire that rested upon each one of them because you know what they used fire to talk about? They used fire to talk about God. Fire was a way to talk about God. How did, how did God go with the Israelites in the wilderness? It was a pillar of fire by day and a cloud by night. Or actually the other way around. Cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. I, sorry, that's the reason you couldn't answer because I got it wrong. 
pillar of fire by night, cloud by day, okay? So you had to be able to see it, all right? So, anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. And it set upon each one of them, and they were all filled, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. You, you, you know, here's the neat thing about the, the Holy Spirit and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand that you can be filled today and you can be filled tonight and you can be filled tomorrow and you can be filled over and over? I tell people all the time you ought to, you ought to seek to be filled with the Holy Spirit so much so that you're overflowing and you're, so, and, and you're so full of the Holy Spirit that everywhere you go and every person you con- come, come in contact with, guess what pours out all over them? Guess what pours out all over them? You, you know what? That's the filling. That's the way, that's the way we ought to want it. Now, I'd love to see it. I'd love to be. I'd love to be there among the petty, the petty of South Africa. I'd love to be among them, and the Holy Spirit fall upon me in a way that I start speaking their language. I'd like it to be that easy. I'd like it to be that easy. Okay, it hadn't happened yet. Okay, and and that doesn't mean I'm not where I'm. I'm not where I'm supposed to be, or where I'm supposed to be, or whatever. But the thing is, but. This is pretty powerful stuff. And the way he lays it out, the way he lays it out makes it even bigger than what we realize. Bigger than what we realize. Okay? And I'll tell you how. So here, here it goes. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. So, so what does, who's in Jerusalem? A bunch of Jews. Okay? Yeah, okay. I, I'll go with that. A bunch of Jews. Now, were these Jews believers in the Lord Jesus Christ? Probably not, okay, because they were devout Jews. I heard, I heard someone say on an airplane, on an airplane flying to South Africa one time, I am a devout Jew. There's no Jesus in that. Okay, good. Thank you for, thank you for clarifying the issue, now we know where we need to go, okay? We, need, we, know, we know what we need to talk about. But here's the thing. There's all these people, and they're, they're, they're lodging in Jerusalem. They're all over Jerusalem. I would say the hotels were full. Inns, if you want to call it that. I would say the campgrounds were full. Tent camping, if you want to call it that. I would say that, I would say that Jerusalem was bustling with people. Would you agree? Would you agree that there were all of these people from everywhere under heaven? I mean, how big is that? From everywhere under heaven. Okay, so, so what's, what it's telling me is everybody from the known world at that time, there was a great number of people that had journeyed right to Jerusalem. So there they were. There they were. And now, look what's going to happen. Look what's going to happen. Well, and when the sound occurred, now, now, who, where did the sound show up? Where did the sound show up? Where did we see it a moment ago? It showed up in the house. It showed up in the room. It showed up in the house. But, oh, guess what? Oh, guess what? They're not the only ones that heard it. They're not the only ones that heard it. The sound, when the sound occurred... The multitude came together. In other words, the people flocked. I mean, I mean, they probably flocked to the house. 
They probably flock to the house, okay, where, where the central, you, you know, that's just like, just like an earthquake, you know, there's, a, there's an epicenter. There's an epicenter. Well, there was probably an epicenter of the Holy Spirit showing up. There was probably an epicenter, but I, I, I feel quite certain that there was a ripple effect out from it. In fact, that ripple effect still goes on today. Still goes on today. The multitudes came together and were confused. Were confused. And what confused them? Because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Folks, you do not know how many times I've had it. I know Scott's had it. I know Josh's had it. Probably every one of us who have been who have been believers for any amount of time who run into different people of the faith, who run into different people of the faith, have the conversation about tongues. About tongues. Well, I think, I think here it is very, very, very clear what this was. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they immediately began to speak in the languages of all the people. The languages of all the people. You see, they didn't have to, they didn't have to speak through interpreters. They didn't have to speak through interpreters. They were speaking their language in a way that they were hearing it in their native tongue. Not only were they hearing their language, but they were hearing the native tongue of their language. That's a big deal, okay? When, you, when, you, when you're getting that right, when you're getting that pronunciation right, and so on. So let's go on. And it says, Then they were all amazed and marveled. <laughs> I love it when people do this. Maybe I don't love it when people do this, but they do this. When they're saying to one another, Look, are not all of these who speak Galileans? You know, instead of, in, instead of being amazed and marveling over what was really happening here, they're amazed at, and marvel because of who is speaking in their tongue. You see, the Galileans, they were from a farming culture. They were from a working culture. Now, these were devout Jews. Okay. They were... They, they, and. I, Okay, whatever you just took from that. But they were from all walks of life. They were probably from some very affluent walks of life. Very affluent walks of life. And here these people are who are, who are farmers of, of the working class and all of this. And by the way, you know what they thought of Galileans? Uneducated and unsophisticated. Okay? You got that picture? You got that picture? And when, and when that is the case, you know, it's almost like, what do you have to say to me? What do you have to say to me? I, I am this, I am that, I hold this status, I hold this position, I, I'm here, I'm there. But you know what? Here those men were, here those disciples were, speaking in the language of the people. And what were they doing? And what were they doing? They were praising God. Now, I want you to understand. Feast of the, feast of the harvest, feast of the weeks, that was normal. 
That was normal to be praising God. Now, now picture this with me. Picture this with me. The significance of laying, out, laying it out from here. Okay, so let's just read on a little bit. And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And, and, and see, so, so you, could have, you could have said, yeah, they probably, they probably had one group that was speaking this language and one group speaking that language. Okay, you could have just drawn the line right there and said that's all it was. But that wasn't where he stopped. Luke got very specific with it, and it's important to be specific. Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Proselytes are those people who the Jews have convinced need to follow Jewish practice. Okay, that was the definition of a proselyte. And then, it, and then it goes on. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. Now, here's, here's the significance of laying it all out. If I told you, if I told you that there was somebody, there was somebody there speaking English and there was somebody there speaking Spanish, what would you say? Eh, it's not that big a deal. We have a lot of that going on all around us, don't we? Don't we? But they named country after country after country after country. And oh, by the way, continent after continent. And, and do you remember the Tower of Babel? You remember the Tower of Babel? You remember what happened at the Tower of Babel? Where they were all given their own, they, 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 they could not communicate any longer because now they had different languages. You see all this coming around? You see all this coming together that all of a sudden, you know, they got all these nations, all these things named all over the place. There are people from all over the place and all of them, all of them are hearing them praise God in their, in their own native tongue. Folks, that makes chills run up and down my back. Okay? I'm telling you, <laughs> wow, how amazing. And, and, and do you understand? You understand that when you became a believer, you were baptized into the Holy Spirit. Do you, do you understand when you became a believer that the Holy Spirit came to dwell within you? That the power of God, the presence of God rested upon you? Just like it rested upon them. Do we walk around? Do we walk around defeated? Do we walk around not, not showing, not showing who we are in Christ? In the midst of the craziness. You know, we talked this morning. What does this world so desperately need? So desperately need. It needs the hope of God. It needs the peace of God. It needs the joy of God. It needs, it needs all of those things. And, we, and we, we've got it. We've got it, folks. The Holy Spirit lives within each and every believer. The power of God. Does it manifest its, itself the same way every time? Does the Spirit manifest itself the same way? You know, the Spirit has many different roles in our lives. And I would encourage you, I would encourage you 
to look into pneumatology, the study of the Holy Spirit. I, I would encourage you to look into that. Because we have to be careful with that as well. And when I say we've got to be careful, we've got to be careful with our finite minds, with our finite minds to try to put definition to things and to try to say that this thing is like this or this thing is like that. And then it goes on. So they were all amazed and perplexed. You can, you can see that, can't you? You can see when something this amazing is taking place. See, because they showed up in Jerusalem for the Feast of the Harvest, for the Feast of Weeks. That's why they showed up in Jerusalem. Little did they know what they were about to get. Little did they know what they were about to get. And that was a message from Almighty God through the Holy Spirit, through these Galileans. Now, it's going to a place, it's going to a place, we'll be there next week, but it's going to a place that if I ever hear that it's happening today, guess what? You won't see me on the next Sunday because I'm going there because I want to see it. I want to see it as it's happening. But, but here's the thing, because it's going somewhere, but we're not going there this morning. And here's what, here's what they said. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Whatever could this mean? So you know what? There are some, there are some that are going, something amazing is happening here. Something is happening here, and I need more information. And I want to know more. And oh, by the way, for some of them, it's going to change their life. But look at where some of them have to go. I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. But others mocking said they are full of new wine. And the significance of that is that because it was new wine, the ability to get drunk was better. And that's where they went with it. There's no way these Galileans can, can do what they're doing. There's no way that they can know what they're knowing. They got to be drunk. They've got to be drunk. Peter's going to address that pretty quickly. Peter's going to address it pretty quickly. But folks, here's the thing. They obediently went to the room. They were in one accord. They prayed. They prayed and they waited for the promised one to show. The promised one showed. The Holy Spirit came. The Holy Spirit came. And amazing things happened through those disciples, through those disciples. And you know what? Amazing things continue to happen today through God's disciples. So as we continue this journey, and oh, by the way, in case you wonder, that home group that we do on Wednesday nights, we've been, we've been walking through. We've been walking through and answering some questions and, and various things that um, come up in this, in this uh, talk each Sunday. And so um, I would encourage you, come and, come and join, join us. Be a part of that with us. And uh, I, I simply pray, I simply pray, my prayer for you, my prayer for you is that you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that you've given your life, that you've given your life completely, solely to Him, and that, and that He 
and that he, you are his, and that I am his, and that, and that you know what, he can have his way, he can have his way with us, and that, and that you know what, when this, when this world, when this world sees us, they see something different. I'd love, I'd love nothing more just for them to see harmony and one accord. I'd love nothing more than that. But you know what? I think there's a whole lot more to be seen. I think there's a whole lot more to be seen. And I think God, and I think God <coughs> wants to use us in a way. I said this earlier. I'll say it now. They said, who's the next Billy Graham going to be? Well, we don't know. But I sure hope, I sure hope it's more than one. I sure hope it's more than one. And I, and, and, and I pray, and I, and I pray that we're faithful, that we're faithful with the Word of God, that we're faithful with His gospel, that we're faithful to share with everyone we come in contact with. And yeah, there'll be some of them that mock us. There'll be some of them that, that won't like the message, that won't like it, but that's okay. That's okay. It's been that way. It's been that way for, throughout history. Let's not be afraid of that. Let's... Let's be thankful for the Holy Spirit in our life. <laughs> Let's be thankful for all that the Holy Spirit can do in our life and wants to do in our life. And let's give God free reign of our life. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, love, honor, praise you. Thank you. Lord, um, what an amazing day that must have been. And Lord, um. Lord, I just pray that we understand that the, the same Holy Spirit lives and dwells with and in us now. So, Lord, I pray for each one that's here this morning. I pray that they would be filled with the Spirit if they know you, if they know you. And I pray for those that are struggling with their salvation that haven't given their lives to you yet. Lord, I pray that they would get that straight. Lord, um, again, I take this moment to lift up my mom, to lift up Mabel. I lift up Richard right this moment. I lift up Donnie and Bobby and Dorothy. And Lord, just, there's just so many, <laughs> so many names that I could bring up right now. But Lord, I lift up each one. And I just pray that you would meet. I, I lift up Mabel. Mabel Gammon, in this very difficult place she's at right now. Lord, just praying that you would have your way amongst us, that you would do in our lives what only you can do. Lord, we love you, we honor you, we praise you. Father, take this time of invitation, do with it as you see fit. And Lord, we just trust you, all this in your most precious name. Amen. Let's stand together.